You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Thursday, and today you'll hear an episode from our Takeover series. Every month, we ask a different practitioner or thought leader to host a series of interviews that cover a specific theme that's relevant to our community. And like Sanger always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sangram here. Welcome to another Flip My Funnel episodes. I know that people love the, the takeover idea. Maybe they don't like what I say all the time and they want to hear from other people. So that may be the case. So I love the takeover series. I learn a lot. And this time we have fascinating stories to tell with you, to tell you guys, especially about how you go about building and launching your company with the community in mind. So Brett, who is running this. Brett, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about this series. Tell us a little bit about yourself and the launch that you're looking to have. Yeah, thanks for having me, Sangram, and excited to share the series. With your audience, a little bit of background on me. I lead marketing at a pre-launch company that's about to launch very soon called The Juice. The Juice is a content discovery platform that connects sales and marketing professionals to the right resources in one platform. So we're really excited about what we're building. And we have been talking internally about the collaboration we have been developing with the community externally and internally along the way. So decided, hey, let's let's package this up. Let's talk about it in a five kind of episode structure and uh, share it out with the audience. So this is going to be real conversations between me and our CEO, Jonathan, about just the steps that we've been taking to launch our business. That's awesome, Brett. And for folks listening in, make sure you listen to the entire series because this is literally as they're thinking about it. This is not like it's launched and it's out there and now they're backtracking and coming up with something else. This is real. This is in Flash, they are really trying to figure this thing out. So this is Brett and Jonathan, the CEO of, of Juice. They're really figuring this thing out. So you get to be part of the journey with them. So make sure you're on it and give them some love. The links to the Juice website and everything will be in the podcast episode information. And thank you again for listening in. Brett, let's get into it. We are excited to be dropping the third episode in our series installment of how using community to launch a B2B MarTech company. Last week, we dropped an episode on the importance of having a few customers in pre-launch mode. Um, Got some good feedback on that. And now we are talking about the importance of making launch just not a one-day thing, but we're going to probably talk about momentum a little bit, talk about just collaborating a lot on my mind. I think we're, I'm going to pass the baton over to Jonathan on this one to drive the conversation. I'm going to probably be the one answering some of the questions, but I have no idea what to expect. We're not really prepping for these calls. We're just kind of jumping in and attacking. But Jonathan, welcome back to the party. How's it going? It's going well, Brett. I appreciate you having me back, enjoying this series. For those of you who listened to the last episode, we joked at the end of last episode that I should actually run this interview because Brett is actually one kind of planning our launch day and our launch efforts for the day of. So I'm excited to dive into that conversation, excited to learn from Brett and excited to continue the conversation today with all of our listeners. Awesome. Well, yeah, no, I, I, I'll just, I guess I'll just kick it off from here and then you can, you can take the reins. I would say 
as an opening statement, we've been thinking about launch probably from the moment that I started at the Juice. And I think it's been one of those things where all roads lead to the launch. And part of what I've been trying to do in order to build momentum towards the launch is not necessarily think like a traditional B2B marketing company, but kind of pull inspiration from uh, other areas. So uh, that's my opening remarks. Jonathan, I'll let you take the reins and let's see what you got. Yeah, let's do it. So, So we talk about launch day a lot. That's kind of what this series is leading up into. You and I have worked together collaboratively, you know, on this since January, but really when it came time to like, all right, we've got a date, we know some of the tactics that are going to go into launch, kind of handed the project to you and said, run with it. And the first thing you said is that launch day is actually like not a single day, but we're going to build momentum into the event. That's exactly what we're doing with this podcast. So just at a very high level, you know, making launch day longer than a day is kind of oxymoronic in and of itself, but why? What was the original inspiration for that? Like, is that something that you always were thinking of or just kind of as the business grew, we grew into? Yeah, I, so I think on my end, it was one of those things where, you know, we, our message and what we're taking to market is really trying to get marketing teams, content marketers to kind of think outside the box and fight status quo. So what what I didn't want to do was just kind of while we are incorporating some of the traditional B2B tactics within our launch, like we will have a press release, we will be doing all of that stuff. What I, I did want to uh, lean on was just like the momentum component. And, uh, you know, the opportunity presented itself when I was hired on to lead marketing at a B2B software company that didn't have a product yet. So it was like, well, what else am I going to do? Am I just going to sit here and wait for the product? You know, that seems ridiculous just saying it out loud. So part of just like my overall strategy was like, all right, I'm going to have conversations with people like me. I'm going to validate messages. I'm going to learn and I'm going to turn that into content. And so this has really just been a continuation of that mindset and process. And I'll say like, I opened up with this, but like, I'm not looking at other B2B marketing companies and how they've launched as areas of inspiration. It's more like looking at more consumer centric things. I think an example that we've talked about a little bit, not on the podcast, but just, you know, one one on one, but is just like the hype around, you know, shoe drops, the hype around, you know, hip hop artists releasing albums. It's not like, uh, hey, wake up and here's the new album. It's really like there's trailers, there's social media, there's uh, songs released. And it's like the dripping out builds momentum and hype. And then finally, when the album is released, like everyone's already like to a certain point where they're like, oh man, these first two tracks were amazing. Like I need to go listen to the full length and I need to go see them when they're on tour and that sort of thing. So like I've been trying to take that mindset of maybe not necessarily think more like a traditional B2B marketer, but maybe think more like a a hip hop artist who's leaking a few of their songs on SoundCloud. So that's been my mindset. That's really awesome. I, I love the inspiration from, you know, sneaker culture, album drops. You've also spent time, I mean, that said, you've spent a lot of time in B2B marketing, although in very different industries, you and I have talked about on the podcast, starting email marketing, digital marketing. You went into K-12 space. I went into healthcare analytics space, very different, very different audiences. 
what have you maybe uh, learned from those experiences that you're bringing with you? And what have you seen that maybe hasn't worked that you're changing this time around, given the new MarTech audience? Yeah, I think like the biggest thing is to not have these expectations like when your product is launched that all of a sudden everyone's standing there waiting and they're like, okay, it's time to sign up and I'm going to use this and I'm going to be a member of it for life or a customer of it for life. Like people are so busy and everyone is so distracted that to think that what we're doing at the juice is someone else's priority is like silly. And I think I've thought that way for so long in different product launches and companies that I've worked for, even going back to, you know, maybe the first product that I can really remember getting behind and helping support the launch. But when I was at Salesforce and Buddy Media and Radian 6 were both acquired and now we're bringing together Buddy Media, Radian 6, together in the new exact target social studio product before we were acquired by Salesforce. And so like just the naming convention behind that in and of itself was silly, but I was like, you've got these two huge products with brand awareness, tons of customers between Radiant 6 and Buddy Media. And we're out there and I'm like, oh, everyone's going to be ready to use this. They're excited. And, you know, it wasn't like that when we launched it. It was people had more questions of like, well, what does this mean based on my current solution or my current license of, you know, Buddy Media or Radian 6? So I take that example and I really think about what we're doing here. And it's more from the mindset of like, expect people don't know who you are, expect people don't care what you're doing. But the one thing that I can do that I have learned is like, do whatever we can to activate other voices in the market and try to get people to align with those voices because the more voices that you have in support of your mission and what you're doing, the more likelihood that people are going to begin to adopt your message, your product, and everything you're doing over a long period of time. Yeah, that's awesome. And given that this kind of series is talking about community to launch a business, what I love about what you've been able to do is that you this hasn't just been one-way communication. This hasn't just been, hey, here's the Juice team talking about what the Juice is going to do. You've involved the community. You've you've had other people participate. You've, you've referenced how they've kind of paired it or message or aligned with our message. How have you done for a pre-launch company? How have you gotten other people to buy in to help us before they even know necessarily what they're helping? What's the carrot you've dangled or what's what's in it for them that other marketers can potentially learn from and use on their own? Yeah. So I think it's like taking a step back and thinking about yourself and thinking about the industry you work in and think about the things that you absolutely despise and can't stand about what you what what you do. And I think for me, when we first started talking before I even joined the juice, when we, you and I started talking about like, this is what I'm doing. Like, let's, let's like, what are your thoughts on this? Like, I think you understood early that I had a lot of energy about the problems that the, the, the company was going to solve that you were leading. And to me, it was those moments where eventually you're like, well, I, I think you'd be great to help lead the charge on this. And I said, I, yeah, I think this is a good fit and signed up. I like reflect back on that, those conversations and think like there are things based on me not really knowing much about the product that you would say that would trigger excitement for me. And I said to myself, like, if, if that could happen to me in that setting, like the, the likelihood of other people in my, in a content role or in a marketing role and B2B, just flipping that on other people and just getting their reactions. Like chances are that 
that would start a conversation. And that's really what I've done. And uh, this sounds like crazy and everyone wants to like have hacks for things and everyone wants to like, you know, get a thousand leads overnight. Like really the key is consistency and doing the damn work and doing the work is not always glamorous. It's digging into the weeds, doing research, understanding who the people are behind the content, not sending the same message to everyone understanding like if I DM this person, if I email this person, what am I going to say in my words to get their attention and to increase the likelihood of them responding? And so that was my mindset. And then it also, it helped, right? It helped that we had a podcast, marketers like to talk. And so I'd meet these individuals and I'd say, you know, that's, I love what you're saying there. That makes a lot of sense to me. Hey, by the way, I have this podcast. I'm talking to content marketers. Would you, would you like to be on it? Nine times out of 10 people would say yes. So I think for me in building like momentum, building consistent or building brand, a lot of it has to do with consistency and it's the grind. It's nose to the grindstone doing the work. And the more like you stay consistent, people tell people, right? A lot of the people who are coming on the podcast now are referrals from people that I've met that have good experiences. So it's it's kind of brick by brick. And over time, it eventually builds into something, but it doesn't happen overnight. I love that. Just do the damn work and be consistent. I can confirm you're doing those things. It's been paying off for us. So the last maybe like real professional question I'll uh, ask you is, a little bit of uniqueness to our business that we've talked about before is we've been going to market in air quotes pre-product, right? And now we're having a launch. We've had an early access launch. We've been talking about the product and now we're, we're having a formal launch day. Can you just talk about like what that experience has been like and maybe the, the pros and cons of that and what you've learned by being in market and how we'll benefit from that once we do get to our launch day? Yeah. So I think, I think I'll start with the negative, which there's not a lot, but I think negative is trying to have conversations internally about things like website launch, like messaging. What do we want to talk about now that our product is launched and people are already experiencing it? So it's like kind of thinking about that makes it, it's a little challenging internally, just trying to discuss like, all right, well, people already know us and we've already done X or we already done Y, like how do we do things differently? I think that presents a little bit of a challenge, but I think the opportunity with doing or organizing our marketing and organizing our product and organizing, you know, customer success and sales the way we have at this point is that when we are ready to like launch on August 17th publicly to the world, we have people who are using our platform. We have people who have been in our content stream. We have people that have given us feedback that we can use to our advantage to help spread awareness to what we're doing at the juice um, and why it matters. And so I think like back to the, the, the series of just being about community, I think building those relationships up front and being very intentional with this week, I'm going to have at least three conversations with three new content marketers. And then from those three conversations, two might pan out into a podcast episode. And then one might pan out to a really strategic relationship that we can get feedback from and they can become a member of our platform. And if we're really lucky, they can become a customer of the juice. Like that's really the mindset that I've had. And so I would say just, you know, the positives have, have far weighed the, the negatives just because it's 
it's like anything. It's like if we were up here on the platform, just sharing about how great we were and how we were industry leading and world-class and super fast and all of these buzzwords, everyone in B2B marketing use, it, it would fall on deaf ears. But the fact that really kick-ass brands like Guru are sharing content from us and are contributing to our content, I think really speaks volumes and will help put us in a, a lot more strategic position when we are making that splash in August. I can speak to that. It is just incredibly exciting when you are unsure about what you're putting into the marketplace, but then you find the people that it resonates with and you realize there's there's people on the same bus going to the same place with you. It's incredibly rewarding. And we've certainly uh, enjoyed that a few times over. So the last question I have for you, Brett, is you, do you mind if like, I you mind, mind if I flip the tables back to you? Let's on this do it. One? Let's do All it. Right. Although my last question is a good one. So I do want to come back to it. We are coming back to it. I just want to ask you a question is based on where you were on an island during the pandemic, not you're the only person you've got some, you know, support from high alpha partners that you're working with, but you're working on this problem. You know, down the line, you're eventually going to launch the, the business. What was your, like, in your mind, did you have a vision of, like, when we do launch, this is what it's going to look like? And if so, like, is it different than what's going to be happening now for the better or for the worse? Just, I'd love to get your feedback on that. Great question. So we are very fortunate as part of the high alpha model. There's a bit of a template, right? I think it's it's probably from the outside looking in, it's more templated than it is on the inside, if that makes sense. Not necessarily in a bad way, but I think there's a lot of uniqueness to each of the high alpha businesses that cause things to happen on different timelines with different people. But then high alpha does a great job of packaging those up and helping get those announcements into market. So there was a bit of a template, but I did know from a very early stage were marketers selling marketing software to marketers, helping them market. We probably need to go just above and beyond just a little bit and kind of I've been saying lately, drink our own juice as opposed to drink our own champagne or eat your own dog food, but we should do something pretty cool. Now that said, you know, I started in July of 2020. I didn't know if events would be a thing anytime in the future or not. I didn't know what that would look like, but I always felt like there needed to be a, I call it the, and then some, you know, the difference between good and great is what's the, all right, we did a, a launch and then some, we wanted to find our, and then some. And so we're doing that right now. We're going to have an event. We're getting content partners involved. We're building momentum into the launch. I think it's going to feel very different and be very different than most launch events through high alpha while also having the rigor and the expertise of the high alpha support system. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And I think it's been fun to see that evolution and be a part of it. All right. So I, I stole your thunder. I'll let you, I'll kick it back to you for the last one. That was wild because the fill in interviewer was just interviewed by the person that typically does the interview in this interview. That was some interview section, like two or three times over. The last question I have, you mentioned you drawing, you want to draw inspiration from consumer brands. For those that don't know Brett personally, Brett is a collector of collections, uh, whether it's vinyl, sports cards, wrestling memorabilia, so I'm sure you've seen many launches over and over. What's, as you think about the coolest consumer launch ever, whether or not you're drawing inspiration from it, what was it and why? Mm, man, on the spot for this one, I, you know, I mean, this is going to sound, this is going to sound so generic, 
and I try, I try to be like very unique and non-generic, but like I struggle because of how unstoppable this campaign and launch was. And also like, if you really think about what we're doing at the juice and we've never talked about this, so this is going to be kind of fun. If you think about what we're doing, if you like zoom out and you look at everything that's been produced by our team over the last six months, and I say this campaign, it will probably all make sense. But I think the most unstoppable launch slash marketing campaign of all time. And again, I preface this by saying it's going to sound real generic, but sometimes you just got to play the greatest hits is the think different campaign from Apple. And I say that because obviously like I don't need to regurgitate all, everything that's been said about Steve Jobs and how great he is and this and that. But the thing that I'll, I'll lean on that I think stands out to me is just the opportunity of fighting something and it was fighting status quo. And that's really what we're trying to do with the juice and B2B marketing is fight the status quo, fight the playbook everyone else is running. And then not only build messaging that points directly at that status quo and get people to think whether they're a marketing specialist, director of marketing, head of content, VP of marketing, CMO, whatever they are, get them to stop and think like, is this me? Am I doing this? And if so, like we want to be a solution that can help get those marketers to think about being on the other side of the status quo. And like you look at that campaign and you look at, it's not just Apple launching, it's Apple launching with historic figures. Our historic figures are B2B marketers right now that are helping drive the change. So that's my answer. I don't think anything will ever top it just because I think it hits on messaging, social proof, just, and it's one of those things that stays in the hearts and minds of everyone for the rest of time. And really what Apple's done to catapult themselves into being a business where we not, not only, I don't even know the percentage, but everyone has a mini computer inside their pockets, but then also feels the need to buy bigger mini computers that sit on their table at home and then subscriptions. And we just continue to pump money and don't even think twice about it. So Think different, Apple. I will admit that is not where I expected you to take that, but I think that's an awesome example. It makes perfect sense, especially as we were chatting before this. The man is using his wife's AirPods right now, and he is still referencing Apple as the shining example. So that that shows some serious brand commitment. So I think that's an awesome example. And I, I love the social proof element and the, the messaging and some of the similarities you draw on there with the juice. Very yeah. cool. And I'll, I will, I'll like double down on this just so everyone knows this is how you build a, this is building a brand. My AirPods, I bought AirPod pros. They were the first pair that first ones that went to market started buzzing, went into the Apple store. They said they could replace them, got on the phone, trouble from in-store on store, in-store out of store. I'm like freaking out. My wife has AirPods. So I was like, well, I'll just use these and stop complaining for now until I get it figured out. And I'm still referencing Apple as being a great company, even on the heels of just having a terrible product experience. So I think that campaign and obviously everything else they've done, if you mess up once or twice or whatever, like if you have a strong enough brand, you certainly can rebound from it. So that's kind of a the moral of the story there, and maybe someday the juice can, we'll shoot our shot. We'll, let's, let's try to be like Apple for B2B marketing. How about that, Jonathan? There you go. That is some serious brand uh, affinity and aspirational goals. I like it. We don't hide from it. 
Thanks for letting me be the interviewer today, Brett. I look forward to uh, flipping the mic back, uh, though, and uh, answering some questions in the future. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.